0: everyone? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. My voice is a little raspy today because I had another big weekend in Cape Town, very unintentionally. I remember thinking, you know what? I'm going to keep it chill this weekend. I'm going to do the activities that I signed up for, and that's about it. Somehow that did not happen. I ended up drinking wine until 2 in the morning on Friday. I went out till probably 2 or 3 in the morning on Saturday after the rugby game followed by an all day penguin tour on Sunday. So yeah, my immune system is not loving my pace of travel right now, but I am loving all the experiences, I'm loving the food, I'm loving meeting the people, but yeah, I can tell I need to slow down. So I'm already talking to people about Spain, which is our next stop, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm on a four month trip right now, and we've jumped from country to country for the next four months. So we started in Cape Town, South Africa, which is where I am now. Then we go to Valencia, Spain, Lisbon, Portugal, and split Croatia. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about right now. I'm on this group trip traveling with a bunch of people working remote. And wow, we, if you don't know about boundaries, this is the place that you're going to learn them because everyone is always doing something. And it's kind of like that quote, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. I remember being at home so unbelievably bored out of my mind, working at home every day, literally at times just working in my bed for weeks straight, doing nothing, eating the same food, literally not socializing at all. And now it's like the exact opposite. It's like bopping all over Cape Town, meeting new people, new food, new excursions. There's something always going on. And I'm like, okay, universe, I I understand you're listening now because I know I asked for this, but wow. I need to learn how to slow down. So yeah, that's just an update on on Cape Town, South Africa. And something that I'm working on while I'm here is introducing you to people from the group and getting to know different people's perspectives about traveling and remote work and the locations we're going to, because obviously my perspective is only one. And I think it's really cool to hear what everyone else is experiencing, what they're loving, what they're not loving, what they wish would be different, how they're adjusting, So stay tuned because very soon you're going to start hearing from everyone in the group and it may or may not be in a different channel. You'll see what I mean in the next few weeks. So I have a question for you. Do you know your sun, moon, and rising sign? If you're into astrology or saw the big boom of astrology in the last two years, you'll definitely know what your sun, moon, and rising is. And if not, you can just easily go online and find it. I use Astrology Cafe. It sounds really like a 1990s domain name because it probably is. <laughs> but if you know your birth time, where you, where you were born on your birthday, which I hope you know your birthday, then you can go in and plug in your information and grab your sun, moon, and rising sign. So I'm an Aquarius sun and a Virgo moon and rising. And if you know anything about astrology, to me, those energies are almost competing Like an Aquarius sign is very rebellious and innovative and disruptive, forward thinker, where Virgo is very grounded and practical and logical and plays by the rules. And it's really been interesting for me to learn about my whole birth chart because I do see myself in all the areas of my birth chart. And as someone who identified with their sun sign for so long, I'm an Aquarius sun, it's really interesting to see how all the other energies and planets play out in my life. And what's become really fascinating to me, especially in the last few years, as I really value travel as a top priority for me, is locational astrology. And if you're like, what the hell is locational astrology? You might know it as astrocartography, but as my guest today pointed out, astrocartography is actually a trademark name, so it's really not a term you should be using. So you might have heard of astrocartography, which is basically the astrology of places, And so with me going on my trip, I was like, I want to know about these places. Like, you know how people are like, oh, I just feel so pulled to live there. Or I don't know, I just feel like in a past life, maybe I lived in this specific country or city. And I definitely have felt like that when I travel abroad. There are some places that I can't even explain how tied I am to them. And there's others that people are obsessed with. And I'm like, I don't feel the same. And I think locational astrology could maybe help us understand why that may be. So I'm super excited about today's guest. Her name is Lynette Wennerstrom, and she's a holistic astrologer with a passion for inspiring others to explore their unique astrological journey. Her holistic approach to astrology integrates techniques from modern, traditional, and locational astrology, and she takes her clients' full human experience into consideration to help them understand their unique connection to the cosmos. She is also an Aquarius sun and Virgo rising, but she has a Leo moon, and she's an eternal student who loves analyzing data and helping others to grow into the best version of themselves. She runs Cosmic Moves Astrology, and her podcast is called It's Astrological. And what's really interesting is the word cosmos comes from the Greek word cosmos with a K or the order of the universe. And she loves that astrology allows us to put order around our perceived disorder in our lives. Lynette believes astrology is a tool to help us uncover our soul's roadmap and loves to help others tap into its magic. When I was going on this trip, I actually wanted to talk to her in the middle or the end of the trip. And then I was like, you know what? We should actually talk before I go so that as I'm on the trip, I can start seeing if the energies are what's playing out and we can almost do like an update. So we actually talked about Cape Town, South Africa, Valencia, Spain, We talked about the Mediterranean and we basically explore how my chart relates to these specific areas. We really just use my chart as a way to help you understand yours. So it's not like, you know, you're hearing a totally live reading of my chart, which yes, you are a little bit. So if you really want to get to know me, then you're going to learn a lot about me today but I ask her questions to help you understand how to uncover your locational astrology in your chart. So if you're wondering about locational astrology fundamentals, or how does it work and why is it even helpful? I ask her those questions. We also talk about how you don't have to travel to connect with your planetary lines, because I think that's a really big misconception. We talk about how to explore your chart, and we talk about why, if you're going to get a locational astrology reading, asking the reader, where should I live? is not the best question to ask. So I asked Lynette, you know, what should we try to go into a reading wanting to understand? Or what type of question should we ask so that we can get the most out of our locational astrology and help us again understand that perceived disorder in our lives and put some meaning around different things? So I really think you're gonna enjoy this conversation, especially if you're into self-discovery, astrology, understanding different parts of yourselves from a different lens this episode is definitely for you. And before we dive in, I just have two really quick announcements. The first is that I still have a few spaces open for one-on-one podcast coaching. So if you're trying to launch a podcast, grow it or monetize it, highly recommend you book a consult with me. You can do that on my website or just DM me at Chelsea Rife and I can send you the link and we'll see if podcasting is your best next step or we'll see how to turn your current podcast into something more fulfilling. So if you have a podcast and you're like, it feels like a chore. I feel overwhelmed. I don't know how to sustain it. It used to be fun and now I hate doing it. Let's definitely chat so we can get you back on track and make podcasting fun again. And if you're a business owner and you're like, I'm tired of reels, I'm tired of short form experiences. I want to storytell. I want to show people more of what I offer. Podcasting is an amazing tool. So again, we can chat about what that looks like for you on a consult, or if you want to fill out an application, I can really get to learn more about you. And then we can hop on a discovery call and see how I can help you. So all you have to do is head to the link in my show notes or go to my website, chelsea and click on one-on-one podcast coaching to learn more. And the second thing is that for anybody that leaves a review during the month of July, I'm choosing two people to win a 30 minute free consult. So right now my consults are only 15 minutes. So 30 minutes, you're getting double the time and this is simply for leaving a review. So all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, a written review, take a screenshot. I would do that before you submit it send it to info at ChelseaRife.com or DM me on Instagram. And then I will put your name into the giveaway and pull that winner at the end of July. Reviews and ratings are podcasters love language. They are seriously the way that we grow. They're the way that we gain visibility and they're the way we connect with more people. So if you think of followers on instagram that's not a thing of podcasting readings and reviews are what help us move up in the rankings and a lot of us do podcasts completely for free and the way to support us is by leaving a rating or review so just consider that your payment as listening to this free content every week and it would be so appreciated it is seriously my love language i always tell people it's kind of bad but i barely look at my analytics i always look at my readings (laughs) before i look at analytics because i'm such a words of affirmation person So yes, greatly appreciated. And again, it just helps this podcast reach more people. All right, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Lynette Wennerstrom all about locational astrology. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I am so excited about today's guest, Lynette Wennerstrom. We are talking at the perfect time because literally in about 24 hours, I'm leaving to the airport, taking off on a plane going to four different countries in four different months, and surprisingly, we're talking about locational astrology, which I'm like, this is literally perfect for what I need right now. I need to know about my planetary lines. I need to know what the planets have in store for me, and you're the perfect person to talk to, so welcome to the show, Lynette.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited for your trip.
0: (laughs) I cannot wait. And the little bit behind the scenes, listeners, Lynette and I were actually supposed to talk probably more mid later July. Mm-hmm. And I just had this pull to do it before because I'm like, I think if we do it now and then I get there, this conversation will really resonate. And I can kind of extrapolate pieces of the conversation and see if it's like, oh yeah, that actually did make a lot of sense in this location. So before we even get started, what is locational astrology?
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So locational astrology or astrolocality is actually an umbrella name for several different types of astrology. So a lot of people are familiar with astrocartography, which is a trademark name, and we're not supposed to use it unless you put a little TM next to it. Um, But that's what people are used to in terms of seeing the map with all the squiggly lines around it. And being like, what the heck is this? (laughs) And then there's also local space astrology, which basically the interpretation is that the moment you're born, you draw a line from where all the planets are in the sky to the horizon. And that one looks like a map where all of the planetary lines kind of shoot out from your birthplace. And that's another way that you can see what your planetary energies are around the world. That one's really cool because you can almost use it like feng shui in your house. So you can say like, my mercury line goes through my office. That's great. I want to communicate there and have my computer. Or you might say, oh, my Neptune line goes through my office. I probably don't want to have my computer there because (laughs) there might be like a flood or a leak or something like that. So local space is super cool. Sometimes you can blend the two and see like um, where they cross because those energies are unique to you. So they're going to impact you no matter where you are in the world. And then the third one is literally just relocating your chart. So taking your natal chart, changing the time according to the time zones and the place and seeing what your new rising sign is, seeing what your new midheaven is and interpreting your chart in that way. The planets aren't going to change places because they were where they were when you were born, but it changes your house placements.
0: Okay. So this is such a very specific <laughs> like, segment of astrology that I want to know how you even got into it or what drew you in to locational astrology specifically.
1: I don't remember. I think it just <laughs> fell in my lap. <laughs> I had... I had been working for 10 years and then I went to grad school and it was basically a vacation. It was two years in Monterey, California. I was studying translation and localization management. So multiple languages, very multicultural. And I think because I didn't go right after undergrad, like I took time for myself and I would go on these long walks on the beach, because it's Monterey and it's heaven. Um, and I would just be listening to podcasts. And I grew up with astrology. like My mom always had books about tarot, numerology, handwriting analysis, astrology. She took me for readings, all of these things. And I had kind of fallen out of it in my young adult years. And I really rediscovered it at this time. And I learned about locational astrology. My mind was blown because... I'm a linguist. I had traveled a lot. I am multicultural and to blend that with the spirituality and the science of astrology was just like well I think you were earlier you said your mind was blown like I was like what is this? <laughs> this is like so crazy. So ever since then I've just been studying and like devouring every possible book and class and mentorship that I can because it's it's just really special to me.
0: That's so cool that your mom is into this too. So it wasn't something that you had to like explain, this is what I'm really into now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my listeners are either just starting out their self-discovery or spiritual journey, or maybe they're like a few years into it. And there's still that mask that we put on that we kind of hide of like, this is part of me that comes out in specific communities around specific people, but I would never talk about my Jupiter line at dinner with my friends or family. And so to hear that you had family members part of it, um, I'm curious, did you ever have a group of people that didn't know what you were talking about and how did that make you feel?
1: Probably. (laughs) Probably. But I think for me, it's such an ingrained piece of who I am that I'm just like, okay. (laughs) And I just like move on. Um, I'm sure there's other, well, I know that there's other stuff that I'm not that comfortable with because I have dealt with people pleasing and all that stuff that a lot of us do for a long time. Um, But I think for me, this is not one of them.
0: It sounds like it's just, like you said, part of your identity almost. It's not like something that you were like, well, this is so weird. It's like, this is natural.
1: Yeah. And it's in my chart. I mean, um, one of my teachers, Ann Ortley, always says, if it's in your heart, it's in your chart. And like, it's true. <laughs> like, If you're passionate about something, it probably shows up in your chart. And if it doesn't, it's probably something that you're meant to grow into in your chart.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. What was it? If it's in your heart, it's in your chart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, is that a tagline on your website or hers? Because I'm be <laughs> obsessed with that. So locational astrology fundamentals. I know when I pulled up that chart, like you said, I was like, mm-hmm. this looks like another language. I don't understand. Even when I was clicking on the actual lines, I was just like, there's so many things. And I think just from a beginner level, your mind looks at a chart and you just see the cities and the you know countries that the lines pass through. And for me, my immediate assumption is, oh, my line is crossing through. Spain. So I should live in Spain and I should live here and I should live there. And I think I was thinking of it very much of like, where should I live? But mm-hmm. for you, why is it helpful? Like, why would someone want to know about their locational astrology?
1: Well, first of all, if you know anything about your birth chart, or even if you don't, I'll just tell you this. Um, each planet in our chart represents a part of who we are, an archetype um so we can work with those to embody different characteristics and they all have a light and a shadow side just like us right <laughs> so when you're looking at your astro map you can see each of the planets you'll recognize them but there are four lines per planet and i think that's where people start to get a little confused because in your birth chart There's just one of each planet. (laughs) Right. But the cool thing is, is that the four lines actually represent the four angles in a chart. So it's actually the cross section that makes a cross. So we all know the rising sign is the cusp of the first house. And that's the sign that was rising above the horizon when you were born. Some of us know that the midheaven is the very top of our chart. That's usually related to career, vocation, or your calling, or where you shine, And then the other two are maybe like a little bit more advanced. There's the descendant, which is the cusp of the seventh house. That's typically related to relationships. And then the IC is the lowest point in the chart. It's usually like our most tender part. It's our ancestry, our roots, those kinds of things. So what your astro map does is it shows you like, okay, when you're flying and they show you that map, right, of where you're going, especially when you're going across an ocean or something, and you see that curved line where the sun is up in one part and the sun is down in the other part. That curved line either represents sunrise or sunset. And that's exactly the same thing that you're seeing in your astro map. It's just for all the planets. So the sun has its own sunrise and sunset, rise, ascendant, descendant. And then it also has the midheaven and the icy because no matter when you were born, the sun was rising somewhere and it was setting somewhere. Venus was at the midheaven somewhere and it was at the icy somewhere. So it's just showing all of the different places that the planets were kind of acting out their angles um, at the time that you were born.
0: That is so cool. I did not know that there were four what was it? Lines is that you call it? Or
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is the how beginner I am with this. Houses. <laughs> okay.
1: yeah,
0: Cusps of houses. So for someone to be able to understand this from a visual perspective, is there a specific resource website tool that you would recommend? So someone go grab their astro map.
1: Astro.com is probably the easiest.
0: Okay. So we're going to do kind of a mini reading and I think it might help people understand what we're talking about, because for me, putting things into context that is like something that I'm living, you're like, oh, okay, this is starting to click. Yeah. <laughs> so for listeners following along, maybe you can go pull up your astro map right now at astro.com. And Lynette, what is the first thing that you would do? It's just your birth time, your birth name, like what what, what do we need?
1: Yeah, um, you definitely need your birthday place. And the time is super important. Um, because everything moves not everything. Most of the planets move um, depending on how off your birth time is. So um, a lot of very skilled astrologers, I am not one of them, can actually use locational astrology as a chart rectification tool if you don't know your birth time. Um, I know Gemini Brett does it. And if anybody's interested, you can contact me and they can see if I can think of the the other names. Um, But for the average bear, like, just having your exact birth time is super important because some of the planets could shift pretty dramatically depending on how far your birth time off is off. It's a little bit different than a natal chart um, because you have a little bit of wiggle room if it's just a few minutes, but this one needs to be spot on.
0: Okay. So we need our exact birth times, birth dates, where we are located, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then that is called your natal astro map, correct?
1: Yes. And it's okay. the same information you need for your natal chart.
0: Right. Okay. So this is just showing it, like Lynette said, from a different point of view, essentially. When mm-hmm. I open mine, essentially it's showing the whole world and it just has all these lines all over, all these different colors, et cetera. And before we actually dive into you know, the lines and the meanings and everything, for me, I know we got in touch because I was really interested in understanding more about the places that I'm traveling to in the next four months and also even after that. And I think this is where you know, I started to understand astrology is kind of like a language that puts words to things that you can't really explain. And you're like, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I should be here. I Like, I have a lot of validation from this. So is that kind of the same thing you would say that the locational astrology is for is like validation and guidance? Or, you know, why would someone um, come to you for a reading? Like, what are they looking for?
1: Yeah, I think relocation, travel, all of those things are great for locational astrology. Um, the other beautiful part of it is that you don't have to leave home to work with it. Um, these are your unique power places around the world. And so oftentimes that energy will come to you or you can call it in. So in the most generic terms, I'll just give an example of like Venus, love, relationships, beauty, money. Like if that's a line that you want to work with, then you would see, where it's crossing in the world and you could start following people on Instagram who live in that place. You could start cooking food from that place. You could start listening to music from that place. Um, Oftentimes people will just come into your life for who are from that place. So it's not something that really you have power over (laughs) in the best way. Um, You could, never leave your bedroom and these energies would still align for you in those places around the world.
0: Oh, I love that because I know there are people listening. That's like, okay, I can't just like pick up and move to Berlin or I can't just like travel every week that I want to feel something different. And I think that's a really good point of following people, listening to music, cooking. I think that's good for anybody outside of locational astrology. If you can't Mm -hmm. travel right now, these are just some hot tips. So thank you for that. Um, And I think a good jumping off point, speaking of home, is I kind of want to start with my home, which is Satellite Beach, Florida. That's where Mm -hmm. I'm located. It's central Florida. If I'm looking at this map, it's on the East Coast, like a little bit below Jacksonville. And I have never felt like this is my forever place. I'm always itching to leave whenever I come here. It was very much a nice place to grow up and, you know, have a fun, nice childhood and education. But every time I come home after three days, I'm like, I cannot wait to get the hell out of here. So, does my chart, just looking at this, is there any information that we can look at or is it just I'm not in the right place and it has nothing to do with what the planets are saying?
1: Um, one important thing when it comes to locational astrology is that you have the lines and then where you have any two lines that cross is a extra PowerPoint. So you could have a mid-heaven line crossing an ascendant line because the ascendant lines are the curved ones, the descendant lines are the curved ones. Again, like that plain map of <laughs> where it's day and nighttime. And then the mid-heaven and the IC are the up and down lines. So you'll have a lot of places where those cross. And any place where those cross, you'll have that energy around that entire latitude.
0: So mm. if you don't
1: have a line going through a place that you're really interested in. Try to see um, if you have any of those other lines crossing. Um, the amount of influence that you can kind of stray away from those is smaller. I would say um, you'd be within one degree of the latitude to feel the effects of it. Um, but for anyone who's looking at their maps, like definitely look at those crossings.
0: Okay, that's really good information.
1: So Satellite Beach is at 28 degrees north. And it looks like you have a loose again. (laughs) Um, you need to be closer to these, but you have a Pluto Jupiter crossing, um, which Pluto's transformation, Jupiter expands anything that it touches. Um, so Pluto, I I think I would also associate with discomfort for anyone who doesn't have a lot of Scorpio in their chart, (laughs) um, because. Generally, it just, Pluto likes to deal with the things that are hard in life. And people who don't have a lot of Scorpio on the chart don't like to deal with those things oftentimes. Um, so that could be a lot of that discomfort. I'm not sure what's driving this like itchy feeling that you have. Um, and then I think that was the only like loose orb. But for you, Satellite Beach is kind of in a neutral zone. It's sandwiched in between your Mars um, midheaven and your moon rising. So, but it's not super close to either of those. So there are points in, in our maps that are neutral and that could be something too, where like you are feeling called right now to be somewhere where you have more planetary energy, where more is going on, this might be a little too like restless for you
0: <laughs> because yes. there's
1: nothing really like pulling or driving you one way or the
0: other. This episode is sponsored by Better Health. You all know I love traveling, but last year I found myself living in Germany during lockdown. Okay, lockdown meaning I had no friends, no support system. I couldn't speak the language. I was truly locked inside for months with my only social outings involving going to the grocery store and my only outlet being work, which was fast track to feeling burnt out and isolated. I knew I needed help and someone to talk to, so I downloaded BetterHelp. It was exactly what I needed and I've been using it ever since then. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your own convenience. I currently do it in my bedroom while traveling. One of the reasons I continue to use BetterHelp is because of the range of expertise and their 20,000 plus therapist network. It gives you access to help that you may not find available in your area. For example, maybe you're struggling with relationships, so you're seeking out someone who specializes in relationships. Or maybe you're struggling with family dynamics or depression, and you wanna find someone that specializes in those fields, you can filter it out on the app. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs. And then you get matched with the therapists in under 48 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I use the text feature all the time with my therapist, Rosalie between sessions. I'll share what's coming up like any triggers or issues that I'm facing. And she helps me work through them before our next video session. It's honestly my favorite feature, especially with my time zone difference here in South Africa. And here's the thing, finding the right therapist is like dating and you have to find the right match. Fortunately, with BetterHelp, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And guess what? You get a 10% discount off your first month of therapy. Just use my link, betterhelp.com slash rife10. Oh, and PS, they have financial aid. So check that out too. Again, use code RIFE10 at checkout or head to the link in my show notes where the code is automatically applied. Oh, I love that. I definitely think neutral is a good word to describe. It's not a lot of stimulation, but at the same time, like I am by a beach. I could go in the water and surfing and, you know, swim. And those are all things that I really enjoy. I mean, surfing I enjoyed a long time ago, but I would like to get back into it. But yeah, I actually came back here after a breakup because I was traveling after my breakup and it was just so chaotic. I was like, I need to regulate my nervous system, my emotional health, my finances, everything. And so I came home. And so hearing that kind of makes sense. It's like this Mm -hmm. neutral landing ground to recalibrate a little bit. Totally. So just looking at this, is there something that stands out? Like when you're reading someone's chart, are you like, oh, Ooh, that's a big energy right there. Like, oh my gosh, we really need to zoom in on that.
1: Maybe. Um, It depends, again, on kind of the intro, right? Mm. Why am I meeting with this person? What questions do they have? What places are they interested in? I had a couple of places that I was curious in for you, especially around Australia, because you have a lot of lines going through Australia. Mm. Um, so like for me... I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I want to hear more about that. (laughs) But, you know, if we were doing a reading, I probably wouldn't prioritize those because you would probably have your own questions.
0: Got it. Okay. So if someone were to book a reading with you, you suggest they come with some questions or ideas of what they want to explore versus yes. you giving kind of a general overview. Is that right?
1: Yeah. In my intake form, it's like, are th- give me like a few places that you're interested in. Give me some energies that you're interested in calling in because we can work both ways. Again, like if you're not traveling, if you're not moving, we can still work with this astro map.
0: Okay. So- I'm, you know, imaginarily filling out the form right now. Yeah. Do, 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 do. I'm ready to go. I am going to be going to Cape Town literally tomorrow. So is there anything about Cape Town? Let's pull up that chart. And again, everyone, we're using astro.com and we're looking at my astro map. And then can you tell us how we got here? I just plugged in Cape Town instead of another city, right? Mm-hmm. Okay
1: well you won't plug it in you'll just like go over to Cape Town on the map
0: got it okay right we're not we're not making that like our location our birth location right. we're yeah. keeping our birth location and then we're jumping over to Cape Town yes okay so I'm curious like what does the line it looks like it directly crosses right over Cape Town it's real what close. does that mean <laughs> yeah.
1: um well one other thing to know is that as you look at these lines like oftentimes people who live or stay for an extended period of time on a line can feel like an 11 out of 10. Like it's a lot of energy. Um, So like, that's just important to know, because as you move away from the line, we usually say 200 miles on either side, you still feel the effect, um, maybe up to 300, depending on the line itself. But as you get closer to it, that that energy gets stronger and stronger. So your moon midheaven, that's what this um, line is, is really powerful for you. It's not directly on Cape Town, but it's like just kissing it. (laughs) Um, So that just means that this energy is extra strong. And what the moon midheaven represents is really interesting because midheaven is the highest point of the chart. It's usually where the sun is the highest and the moon is usually opposite that. So sometimes she can feel a little out of place up there. However, it's a power place for her because that's where you're, you're most visible. And the moon represents our instincts, our emotional landscape, um, how we nurture ourselves, how we care for ourselves. So all of this can combine to be super powerful for you if you know, like, how to work with those energies. If you're consciously being like, okay, I may feel uncomfortable, but like, I'm going to follow my gut.
0: And I'm looking at the top of the chart, everyone, because you're seeing my moon midheaven. Is that what it is? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that because I literally see a moon at the top. Yeah. And so if anyone's wondering, there are the signs at the top of these lines. So you're not just guessing what the colors are or anything. Um, there's a very clear key. And so essentially, how does this relate to, let's say, like my birth chart moon? Like, is there a correlation? I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you be like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense based on your circular birth chart?
1: Yeah, actually, um, I did relocate your chart for a lot of these places. And when you're in Cape Town, you're a Sagittarius rising and your Capricorn stellium moves to your second house. So you will probably feel this is your first stop on this trip, right? So Sagittarius rising is perfect for that because you're going to be optimistic. You're going to be ready to go. You're going to be fired up. You're going to be ready to just like take it all on. Um, so with that, like, I think that's something else for you to keep in mind. I don't know how you relate to Sagittarius or how much you know about it. Um, but I know a lot actually, well, it's a fire sign. So good <laughs> for doing stuff. Um, and it's the most optimistic and I think it's, a. I don't want to say the most, I shouldn't say the most, um, but it's so fun. It's just like fun. <laughs> so what a what a better sign to kick your trip off
0: with. Oh my gosh, this is good news because I blocked a lot of time off in July. Like the whole first week on I land, I blocked it off. And then I was talking to my friend and we were talking about, you know, what are my business plans in July? And I was like, I really do not want to be working a lot because I want to be bopping around And then in the group I'm in, they're already making plans for like wine tours, hiking, swimming, all these things during the week. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to work or do anything? But I'm trying to remember this is something that I intentionally tried to prioritize was like, I really want to make July more of a vacation versus a work month. Yeah. And so it's just kind of validating to hear like, yeah, this is probably the the month and the, the placement and everything that you should maybe be prioritizing those things.
1: Well, and especially with that moon midheaven, the moon, again, is about nurturing yourself, but also like, fulfilling your emotional needs. So it's not a planet that you should just be like, pushing through on, um, in order to, to make the most or like to work the best, the most closely with this energy. Um, now one thing to look out for is because you have that dichotomy of like the moon being in the sun's place, a lot of people may feel super connected to you. Um, like, oh my God, you're so cool. And I would be your friend and all of that stuff. Um, But you may feel a bit detached from them. So because of that dichotomy, you might feel isolated, but people might just be drawn to you. So just be aware of that and do, again, what nurtures you, like what your intuition says, what your feelings say.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, this is also a really interesting insight because as this group is sending all these social plans of what everyone's doing... I'm actually a little hesitant to book all these things because I'm like I the way I envisioned Cape Town and this trip going was like I would have a very clear slow morning routine like walk the beach get a coffee write a little bit I would start my work at like two or three because just time zone wise that's where a lot of my clients are there it would have to work out that way and then I would have like the evenings off and kind of explore and walk around the marinas and just like a slower pace of life so as everyone's sending me all these things to do I'm a little bit hesitant to book because I'm like, I don't want to fill up my whole week with events back to back to back. Yeah. And I am, I recognize myself that I was feeling, feeling a little bit distant because I'm like, wait, this, the vision I had in my head and the vision that I'm seeing all these people trying to coordinate are a little mismatched. So it's just interesting that you said that. Cause I have kind of feeling, I've been feeling that way a little bit already.
1: Well, and I think that's a perfect example of you calling in the Cape Town energy because obviously you've been super focused on it, you've been planning for it, you're talking to people, who you're going to meet there, and but you have already figured out what you need to nurture yourself, what how you feel. <laughs> um, so, you know, listen to it.
0: What about the actual astrological season that we're in? Like what influences that play on locational astrology because we're in Cancer season now. Mm-hmm you know how does how do those two things tie together
1: uh, the moon rules cancer so like it's prime time to be working with her energy um and just tying into feeling safe having your own sanctuary um whether that's in a place or in your routine or in your journal or whatever that is um so i think especially as you're kind of working through what what does cape town look like for you I'm working with those ideas and doing a gut check. You know, like you may change your mind when you're there. You may decide to split your time two days a week to go hang out with all these people and like the rest to do your routine. Um, But you're the only one who can feel in your body like what's right for you.
0: And what about if a listener was tuning in and let's just say they had my exact same birth chart, same everything, but they were going to Cape Town during like airy season. So how does that change things? It's just the energy of the season influences that location. Like, is that the right question?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you take your birth chart with you, no matter where you go. So, um, first and foremost, um, wherever you go, there you are, including your birth chart. So I don't let me look at your regular chart. Um, if you have a lot of Aries energy, which I don't remember you do, no, um, then it'll just be like a regular Aries season for you. <laughs> it's not a um, big right. deal. But I think one of the most important things to remember when you're doing any of this work is like, it's a it's another energetic layer. Um, You have your natal chart, which is your chart that's with you your whole life. We grow into it. It still acts up even after we've moved on to another dimension. Um, You'll see news about celebrities who have passed on and you'll tie it back to things in their chart and things like that. So um, that energy is always with you. And then we're so fortunate to have these other modalities that we can add on to that and learn from. Um, but whenever you're doing these, like definitely make sure to look at your natal chart. In a lot of these places you have a lot of strong Pluto energy and like Pluto is not everyone's favorite line. Um, However, (laughs) people go places because they're looking for different experiences. They want different energies. And so sometimes we need transformation. Sometimes we need to be pushed. And a Pluto line is the perfect place for that. And I think the other thing is, like, again, looking back at your natal chart, your Pluto is a happy Pluto. So that makes all of this transformation a little less Pluto-y <laughs> mm.
0: um,
1: because your Pluto's happy. Like some people might go to a Venus line because they think they're going to find the love of their life or make all this money, but their Venus in their natal chart might not be a happy Venus. So that's going to kind of change the dynamics. So you can't really work with like, these modalities without yeah. always keeping in mind what the natal chart looks like.
0: Right. Okay. So I think what might be helpful is maybe we could go through the lines and kind of their energies so that people, what if they're looking this up on their own, they can be like, oh, okay, yeah, my Jupiter line is here. So that's what this means. So could we do maybe a quick overview of like the essence of what the lines are?
1: Okay, so quick. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like not even on my chart, but like, or even the energy of the planets, you know, like, what is the energy of Jupiter and the moon, etc.?
1: Okay. I'll start with the four lines, because I think most people don't know those. Um, The ascendant, the rising sign, or the rising line, is um, the energy of these planets will be the first thing you meet. Um... The energy is really embedded in the experiences that you have in this place. The midheaven line is where you are seen to embody this energy. It's where you're like visibly, um, in like taking on characteristics of this planet, planetary line. The descendant line is related to relationships. So you might meet somebody who has characteristics of that planet in this place, or you might see yourself reflected in someone that you meet in this place. And then the IC, the bottom part of the natal chart, it's an up and down line in the astro map, is, um, it's about your family, your home, your ancestry. So you might encounter these themes while you're there. Um, Or like, you may just feel like you need to turn inward when it comes to whatever themes of the planetary line are.
0: Okay. So I'm looking now at my Europe map. And I think I asked you to pull this one because I've always been drawn to Europe. I feel like I want to settle down there or live there at least for a long period of time. And based on those lines you were talking about... Can you walk me through kind of that energy or what these lines are saying about Europe in my chart?
1: Yes. So you have Pluto rising. It goes basically right next to Madrid and the influence is felt through a lot of Europe. (laughs) Um, When we're looking at lines, Very generically, um, this is not a, you know, 100% thing, but usually being west of a line is best. Um, It just is, it means it's um, related to the house that's related to that line, so it's more comfortable there. Um, And it's an action-oriented energy. So for you, Lisbon is west of that line. And then most of Spain and the rest of Europe is east of that line. Again, nothing is set in stone with these things. It doesn't mean you aren't going to have a great time in these places um, or anything like that, Um, but that Pluto energy is going to be strong for you, especially through Spain, but then it's going to feel less and less as you move to the east. You're going to feel it less in in France. You're going to feel it less in um, Italy, and then... I didn't look at the mileage, but I, I don't think it's even impact you, impacting you when you're in Croatia. So mm. that's something to consider.
0: Okay. And I'm like, I am going to Lisbon in uh, September. And what's interesting is I've been looking at the Portugal digital nomad visa because you can stay there for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see that you just said west of this line because like you mm-hmm. just said Lisbon's right there. So i um, you know, when I get to Portugal, I'll have to report back and, and see how I feel, but that's just please report back. Thing. I want to hear all. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> I'm like, that's so interesting. And I see, I have another line going through Germany, which if you're a first time listener, I lived in Germany last year. I dated a German, but we lived in a very, very tiny town called Stralton. It was like not even close to a big city. Um, but I do see a line going through Germany as well as, you know, France, et cetera, um, what line is that specifically, and what information does that tell me?
1: So, that's your Venus IC line. So, Venus is relationship. So, I wasn't surprised when I saw that, just from what little mm. I know about your relationship. Um, but the IC line again, it's the tenderest part of our chart, it's the part where we just want to protect ourselves because it's where. Things like our ancestry and our roots and all of the really deep stuff lives. Um, so it can be very tender in terms of like a deep connection with someone or somebody who um, brings up those things for you in a positive way. Um, but really, this means that it's a place where like your home and your relationships and your family are going to like have the spotlight here.
0: Okay. So that's actually leading to my next question. Let's say someone was coming to you for this type of reading and they're like, I really want to find my partner or I need to be in a place where this the circumstances would help me align to meet my partner. Mm-hmm. Is this the type of line you would look at?
1: Yeah I mean I think I, I feel like I'm caveating any, everything. Um, if you're looking for relationship, There's nothing that's going to like predict it for you. Astrology is not a crystal ball. What astrology can help you with is to align with the energies so that you're prepared if that relationship makes its way to you. So would I look at Venus lines? Yes. The Venus descendant line is probably the relationship line. I'm putting that in quotes because I know this is a podcast. Um, (laughs) But the descendant is about relationships. The thing we have to remember about the descendant line is that it reflects like what other people teach us about ourselves as well. So it's not all about marriage and love and boyfriends and girlfriends and all those things. Uh, It's the mirror that that shines back to us who we are. Um, but that's also a part of preparing for the energy, right? <laughs> like Finding people who reflect what you like, what you don't like, what you're attracted to, what you're not attracted to. So working with any places or any crossings that involve your Venus descendant line before you're ready to get into a relationship or when you're just starting to think about it, it's probably a good way to dip your toe in the water and, Again, like call that energy to you. One of the things I always say, um, and we have like the planetary parade going on right now where you can see all the planets above the horizon, um, is like go out and make friends with the planets. (laughs) Like we look at our charts, we look at our astro maps, and it's like this foreign thing with lines and pizza pie slices and all of that stuff. But we have the opportunity to actually build relationships with these planets and we can build altars to them. I woke up at 4.30 this morning (laughs) to go see this astronomical event. To me, that's an offering, right? And to me, that was an offering to six planets that I (laughs) could see in the sky. But you can talk to them. You can, you know, ask for guidance, all of that stuff. And I think if you're, again, looking for a relationship as the example, um build a relationship with Venus. We can see her a lot of the year. Um, And then that also just helps you to further the connection to, hey Venus, like I see that you're going through Mongolia, like (laughs) what downloads do you have for me about what I should learn about Mongolia? Um, That kind of stuff.
0: Got it, okay. So let's say someone's coming to you and they have the question, I think a lot of people are gonna use this and say, well, where should I live? Where should I travel next? and what you're saying is it depends on what your energy like what you're trying to call in so yeah if it's career mm-hmm. that might be different than familial matters that might yeah. be different than money so just this bl- blanket statement of like where should i live that probably isn't the best question
1: no <laughs> i would <laughs> i would ask for more information but i will tell you one of my very first readings i did was for my aunt and she was thinking of moving and I like pulled up her map and she had given me a few places. And one of them was like on a really potent Mars line, like very close to it. And I was like, Ooh, (laughs) it's like, anytime an astrologer looks at something, they see it through their own eyes. And like, I'm not a Mars lady. Like I am (laughs) like, I'm not a fighter. I'm not aggressive. Um, I'm a slow mover. I'm not like a big action taker. Um, Of course, I remove my bias, but like I, I we have our initial reactions. So I'm talking through it with her and I'm telling her like the light and the shadow of all of this. And she was like, I was like, well, you know, this is going to be a lot of work and um, you might have some conflict and whatever. And she was so excited because she was looking for a challenge. Like that was what she wanted. And she ended up moving there. She's also like an explosive chemist and like works with Marsy type stuff. So it was actually perfect for her. Oh um, but like, it just like, we all need these energies at different points in our life. And Mars and Pluto may be seen as like the, ah, I don't want to live there. But plenty of people live on those lines for their whole lives and they're fine. And again, that goes back to the natal chart. Like what do those planets look like in your like soul's blueprint like how are you meant to work with those
0: that is so cool it's such a cool story about like you said the energy and what you're seeking that's really what this is helping you do is Mm -hmm. more it's the validation and like what you said earlier this isn't a crystal ball and I think that's what the misconception about astrology is people are like oh I don't believe my horoscope it's wrong it said I might meet my partner today and it's like that's not what it's saying. It's actually saying like if you open yourself up to the circumstances and you're just open to maybe you could meet someone today. Yeah, you might be a little more open at the grocery store when you turn the aisle and you're you bump into someone that you get along with. And it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I was just more open to the idea versus this is exact information. I have to do it. You know, I'm going to do this because the planet said so. That's not what astrology is. No, not at all. And And
1: I guarantee you, like, ask any astrologer if they, like, read their horoscope every day or, like, look at their chart every day. And, like, (laughs) probably not. Like, (laughs) the because there's so many transits. And, like, the moon is flying around. And, like, how can you pay attention to all of that? So
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's a lot. And then relocated charts. Can you just walk us through what that means again when you're saying I pulled your relocated chart?
1: Yeah. So you were born at a specific time, place, date. And what we do is we just take that information and we shift it over to wherever we're looking at for this new place. So, that means we change the place, obviously, but then you also, super importantly, have to change the time. So, <laughs> there's a little bit of math involved, a little time zone conversion. Um, there's plenty of apps that can help you with that. Um, so, you just add or subtract the number of hours difference between the place where you were born's time zone and then the place that you're looking at that time zone. Um, and then, what you should get. And if you don't, then something is wrong. Go back and fix it. Is a chart that looks exactly like yours, but it's just rotated. So mm. like the houses just change. So like I mentioned with Cape Town or somewhere, your Capricorn stellium is very obvious. So that was one of the things I looked at to make sure um, that it was it, that I was doing it right. Um, I just knew that it had shifted a couple houses when we moved you over to that new time zone.
0: Got it. Okay, so you pulled my chart, my relocated chart for Valencia and Capri. I had a question because I don't remember asking about Capri. Did I that know. pop up just because it was interesting? Or you're like, you know what, Capri could be a vibe. Well,
1: no, that. you just said like the Mediterranean and that was the first. Thing oh, that okay. Love that. I love
0: that. <laughs> oh my gosh. love that. So is there anyone like, which one do you think we should do? Should we do eeny, meeny, miny, moe and pick a relocated I chart? think
1: Valencia because I think you have more going on there.
0: Okay. And I am going to be spending all of August there too. And by the way, I studied abroad there and that's really what kicked off my love of travel. Mm -hmm. So Valencia holds a special place in my heart.
1: Yeah. Valencia is super interesting because you have your Pluto rising. So we still got that transformation vibe going. Um, You're close to that Venus I see. Like all of this is like near a lot of the same lines. Um, But in terms of crossings... You have Mars and Jupiter crossing at that latitude. Um, So I just talked a whole lot about why I wouldn't want to be on a Mars line. But Mars is action. It's what drives us. It's our motivation. It's physical fitness. It's endurance. It's all of those things. And then you cross that with Jupiter and you just get more of that. Um, So what's also interesting looking at your natal information is you're in a Mars year. Um, There's a timing technique called perfections. And every year we have a different sign that rules us, um, that we align with those energies. So um, for you, I think that gives an extra boost to you because you're meant to be working with Mars energy all year. And here you're literally working with lots of Jupiter, Mars energy
0: wow that is so cool and then i think from what i understand guys i'm like a baby astrologer like i haven't i don't even call myself an astrologer baby astrologer student i see a stellium in i don't even know what houses those are because i always get confused is that correct am i seeing a stellium somewhere
1: well you your capricorn stellium doesn't move so, oh,
0: okay. So it just, yeah, it's like, you move, it just shifts. Okay. Yeah. So the Capricorn so, stellium gets moved. And so, but now it's just changed the houses.
1: Yeah. So it moved from your fifth house and now it's split between your second and third house. What's most interesting about this chart to me is that Pluto moves to like within four degrees of your ascendant. So that Pluto energy, um, is just stronger for you here and you have Scorpio rising in this part of the world so that means that you're embodying like that Scorpio energy it's rising within you um versus your traditional what's your regular rising sign I don't remember Virgo, Virgo. yes I'm an Aquarius sun and a Virgo rising too
0: I know I, I saw that I was like okay we have like so much similarity that's yeah. so cool okay that's really really interesting because I was calling summer 2022 my villain era and I'm like does that match with the Scorpio rising? That's (laughs) perfect.
1: I love that.
0: (laughs) I love that. I was like I feel like that actually gives me a lot of validation to be like embodying the Scorpio rising within me and yeah, enacting her. That is so cool. And it's also
1: like I mean it's like the dark and all of that stuff. But Scorpio's intensity can be applied to anything. I always say, well, I've done a couple of podcast episodes where this has come up where like Scorpio is the most maligned sign in terms of stereotypes. Like in February, people are always like, don't get pregnant. We don't need more Scorpios. I'm like, no, (laughs) like Scorpio is all signs are great. But to me, in terms of the water signs, like Pisces is the ethereal mist, right? It's like, just floating and it can't be contained. And then cancer is like the ocean and the crab is able to go from land to sea and great. And then Scorpio is like you're in the ocean and all of a sudden it's one of those cliffs cliffs that drops off to like 5 million feet below the water where the pressure is too intense. Humans can't go there. There's animals we've never seen. Like all of that stuff. Like that's Scorpio to me. <laughs> but it's I that intensity see yeah yeah that like breeds the ability to be okay with being uncomfortable the ability to be an amazing researcher and no pun intended like deep diver um the ability to like go deep on psychology self-reflection um the intensity applies to everything including like loyalty to relationships to friendships all of that stuff so um I guess, keep that all in mind when you're in Scorpio rising land.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's why I wanted to do this reading before I went so we could do an update throughout each month and each trip to be like, okay, yeah, like I was feeling very Scorpio rising when I was in Valencia. Yeah. It's going to be such an experience. So one of the last questions I have, I have a few more, is really about when you said, when I opened your chart, something that stood out to me was all the lines that go through Australia. So if someone opens their chart and they see something similar, what stood out for you and why should they kind of double click on that area?
1: So number one, I knew you had spent time in Australia. Um, Number two, there's a lot of lines very close together. And number three, you'll notice that there's a circle with the glyph inside of it. What that is, is it means that the planet was literally overhead that place when you were born. Um, so that's almost like a vortex of energy, (laughs) um, that can get pretty wild. Um, and also one of these lines is your nodal line. So it's the line of fate and Saturn, like there's just a lot going on here. (laughs) That's why I was like, what happened in Australia?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I see literally one, two, three, four, five, six lines pretty like you said very close to each other and it's all what's interesting on the right side of the country because the country is split up pretty like north south east west yeah so it's all very much on the east coast and east areas of australia which is where i lived
1: this is your capricorn stellium like if you look Mm. at the planets, that's that's your stellium and that's why they're so close together um and that's why you have a lot of planetary energy in australia
0: (laughs) wow and that's so interesting because australia really was one of the most transformative times of my life. It's where I had my Saturn return. So that kind of makes a lot of sense. Where were you? Um, I was in, I think I was in Sydney most of the year. And then I moved to the West Coast for a little bit to do a job over there. Um, And then during that job is when I started my business. And then when I left back to the East Coast to go to Byron Bay, that's where I met my ex-partner and then we had moved. So during that 12 months, like I had gone through so much career-wise, relationship-wise, health-wise, I was like in the best shape of my life, mentally, like everything. It was so chaotic. Like I always will remember that year in Australia being probably the catalyst for what kind of turned me into a, a different direction going into my 30s.
1: This is my favorite, because if you put into words, well, you did put into words, um, (laughs) but if we take that and we dissect it piece by piece by piece, it exactly aligns with these planets. So, you know, you talking about it set your trajectory that's your North node, right? That's fate. That's where you're meant to go. Saturn is discipline. So I assume you had to have a lot of discipline to get into the best shape of your life. Um, You said mentally, there was a lot going on. That's your Mercury line. Um, So that's just, I love that.
0: Oh my gosh. That is so cool. So this is why locational astrology and astrology in general is so helpful because it gives, again, it gives language to like things that we are going through or that we might be feeling. And for me, I I always feel like it doesn't make me feel alone. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, like when I read my horoscope or get a reading like this, it's like, okay, that can make sense of that, which is just a really cool thing that we have, a really cool tool.
1: It can be so, so validating. And I think what I just so appreciate it, I do, I've done a few readings for a few like young women, like 11, 13 years old, and we don't know where their life's going to go. Like, there's no prediction or anything involved here. But it's like, unless someone was literally born in the same place, same day, same time as you, which even twins don't have the same chart oftentimes, or they express the wow. archetypes very differently. Um, nobody is you and you can't be anybody else. Like this is your soul's blueprint. And if you can learn about it, and digest it, and like, of course, there are going to be challenges. Um, of course, there are going to be things that confuse you. But the whole point is to learn about it throughout your entire life. Um, like, it just helps you to make informed decisions. Like, this is also data. This is also, you know, information to help you understand and make choices. Um, so for me, I think that's one of astrology's like biggest contributions to the world. Um, Because again, it's not about the crystal ball or anything like that. It's just about understanding yourself.
0: Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, I know people are definitely going to want to figure out their own charts. What would be, I just want someone to get the most out of their reading and not come to you with the question of where should I live? Yeah. So what are some like recommended questions?
1: Yeah, I think narrow down what you actually want um if you're investing in a reading with me or any other astrologer you don't want to go in with exactly the question that you said or like just tell me what it says um so if it's locational narrow it down to three to four places you're interested in or again those three to four energies that you're looking to call in um I also ask kind of what's going on in your life right now. And just like right now, like a reading is a conversation. <laughs> like It's super important that you don't just walk in and expect me to just start talking and talk <laughs> for a whole hour <laughs> and just like be like, this planet is here and that planet is there. Um, You're going to get the most out of it if you ask questions, if you give me context. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that because they think that, astrologers or psychics or whatever are like using that to like cheat in quotation marks right um but really it just adds depth to the information that I'm able to share with you because you tell me something and I'm like oh like that explains this p- part of your chart over here or like oh really like tell me more about how you feel about this planetary energy and like how that shows up in your life so I right. guess that would be my advice
0: I love that. And I think, like you said, even me go- going through Australia and telling you what exactly happened, it's like to you, that made perfect sense. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like look at your astro map. That totally makes sense. And
1: the other thing yeah. is, like, I think almost every reading, I'm like, no way. Like, but astrology works. Like, <laughs> I've been doing this for so long and I'm always like, wow, this is like amazing.
0: It's and so wild.
1: Um, it never That's goes my favorite away. thing, too.
0: I love that. When I found out more about my birth chart and I started like you know getting readings and understanding, I was like, did people Google me? Like, how do they know this? Or like, did they like read my diary? Like, where did they get this? It was just so nuanced and specific to like what I was feeling or going through. So yeah, I'm always like shocked by how accurate I feel like the transits are and the planets and everything. Because I definitely come from a town where it's like, okay, astrology, like good luck with that. (laughs) Where. I'm now in so many communities that, you know, support all these different self-discovery tools. And yeah, when you find out how accurate, not even accurate, but more validating it really is, it's like, yeah, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool that we have this this information available to us.
1: Yeah, it's very special. I'm obsessed.
0: Well, I ask all my guests this question, and it's that you are clearly an expert in locational astrology and understanding how the planets affect us. But what is something that you're not an expert in that you wish that you were?
1: Well, first of all, I guess I'm an expert in astrology because I do know a lot about it and I'm passionate about it, but there's so much more I want to learn. Like I just spend like all of my days and hours just studying astrology and learning about it. Um, But I would say in addition to all of my spare hours in my lifetime, I just want to learn more languages.
0: Love that. Anyone in particular?
1: (sighs) I don't know I speak Spanish and French and so I feel like I can like get along in Italian and Portuguese um but maybe like focusing on Italian would be fun
0: Ooh, love that yeah have an Italian uh summer or fall coming up perhaps (laughs) use your Italian maybe (laughs) I love that well, this has been so awesome. I mean, I feel like I'm ready to dive deeper into my chart. And I know, again, people are going to want to know about their chart. So where can they find you and work with you? And what do you have going on?
1: They can find me. My website is CosmicMoves.com. Instagram is Cosmic.Moves because I tried very hard to get the dot removed and I couldn't. Um, And they can sign up for my newsletter, which goes out every Sunday with a little weekly forecast and whatever astrological musings I have um they can sign up for that at cosmicmoves.com slash constellation and my podcast is it's astrological and it's pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts
0: amazing well everyone go check out Lynette's work she's incredible as you just saw we went through my chart and I'm like mind blown like I said I'm like oh I can't wait to dive deeper so thank you so much for coming on the show
1: thank you for having me this was so fun
0: So I'm assuming you're all running to the internet to see where your planetary lines are and what all the planets mean for your specific location. I know I did that after the call. I actually pulled up all the different charts she pulled for me. And now I want to spend half the day just plugging in different locations and seeing what pops up for me. I thought it was so interesting when we talked about Australia specifically, where I had my Saturn return. I think I definitely need to talk to an astrologer about Saturn returns. I have one coming up. So we'll get to the bottom of Saturn returns. But I also really loved how Lynette said, you don't need to travel to feel these energies. That's something that I've really been toying around with lately is like, you know, not everyone has the means to travel or really values it or wants to, but they probably do want to experience the world in a different way. So how can they do that without spending money or using resources that they don't really want to use? Or again, they're not interested in, so I loved to love to recommendation of like bringing that culture or experience to you. And I loved how she let us know how we could do that. Now, I'm assuming you're probably going to want to book a reading with Lynette and get all your locational astrology insights. So make sure to follow her on Instagram at cosmic.moves and sign up for her weekly newsletter. It's called the constellation and it has the forecast for the week ahead and other astro delights. I will plug all of this in the show notes but if you love this episode, you're definitely going to love her podcast and her content at Cosmic Moves. If you love this episode, you found it valuable, you learned something, you were entertained, or you want to see how my locational astrology pays out for the next four months, you can stay updated with me at Chelsea Rife on Instagram or at my website, ChelseaRife.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I am updating my website. To be honest, There's a lot that needs to be updated on my website. So stay tuned for a big website update coming soon. But yeah, you can sign up for my newsletter there. And of course, follow along this podcast. There's gonna be a few new exciting things coming up. And did you know that you could write into the podcast or leave a voicemail? Yes, you can. So all you have to do is head to my show notes. There's a link to do both. So you can either type in a question using the type form or you can leave a voicemail. So this can be anything about podcasting, travel, entrepreneurship, business, anything you want to know, I am happy to answer it on air. I would love to start plugging at least one question into each episode. So yeah, send over your questions. What do you want to know more about? Let's get this hotline popping. And lastly, don't forget, to leave a rating and review. It's basically payment for this podcast. And all you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts, write a review, screenshot it, and I will be entering you into a giveaway to win a 30-minute consult. This consult is all about podcasting, so if you want help with a current podcast, you need help before launching and you don't really know where to start, or you're just like, I'm not sure about podcasting, but it sounds like it could work for me, these consults are perfect for you. If you wanna win a free 30-minute one, again, all you have to do is head to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and then send it to me, info at chelsearipe.com or at Chelsea Rife on Instagram, I will pull two people at the end of July for this giveaway. Alright everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it so much. And I will see you next week.